Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. We've just been battered by Man City at the Etihad after a second half capitulation. We're recording this shortly after the game just to get it out the way and then we'll try not to think about it ever again. Uh, it's a pretty big carcass for us to pick from today. A hell of a lot of things to get through. Uh, most of the lads have gone AWOL. So it's just me and John Gallagher for this one. Okay, John, how bad was that then in comparison with other bad days we've had this season? Well, I think it was bad as in, you know, if you're looking at it from the last away game, Bournemouth, it was bad, but in a totally different way. Um, That was just like clueless. We never looked like scoring today. You know, first half, we looked relatively threatening on the break and, you know, we were in the game. You know, we've given City one or two things to, to think about. Um, in certain moments, sporadic, like, but I think we had our best spell when we played with a bit of angriness and a bit of aggression in yeah. our game. Um, you, you know, where they were on top, you know, dominating the ball as you'd expect, but you know, we you know, went punch for punch for a few minutes, and you know, we had a couple of good like situations and scores, you know, you know from one of them. Um, and then you're thinking, oh, what's going on here? Like, Paul Fool's Day was scoring early yeah. in an away game. Was he taking the lead at City? You know, that's got. I think April Fool only goes till 12 o'clock, though, apparently. So, uh, but yeah, um, you know, when they equalised, it was. Uh, you, you feared the worst at that point. You know, our, our away record this season is just an absolute travesty, mm. to say the least. Uh, I think it's eight, eight away defeats now and coming off an international break. Um, early kickoff, which we've just been absolutely shambolic at all season at away games, early kickoffs. You know, the, the last away game being a case in point, Bournemouth. Um, you, you know, I think it was all all she wrote once once they equalised. But even then, we still had a couple of little moments after that as well. And you're thinking, okay, um, you know, got to half time, one one, you'll take that. Uh, but the second half capitulation was just mm. wow. I mean, yeah, caught cold again at the start of a half. How many times has that happened this season? Even at Anfield, it's happened. You know, get caught with a early goal. Um, but just no excuse for it and then after that the Reds just went and they gave up um, and I have no excuses for what for you know for that second half in any way shape or form you know players let the Reds drop um, you know bringing subs on and stuff it's like oh, but even then we were just standing off them no one was like putting a challenge in it was yeah. just it was so easy it was like it might as well be in that Liverpool Legends team last week. That's the way it was. You, mm. you know, like one of them practice games when it's all like dead slow. You know, obviously they're in the 50s and 40s and 60s or whatever, but... Um, I'd, I'd have had fucking Stevie Gerrard in that team today. Well, though. exactly, yeah. <laughs> Even at his age, I'd have still had him in there. He'd have got a red card, but at least like <laughs> you'd have seen him fucking do something. He exactly. wouldn't have just like stood around letting that shit happen today. Yeah, but, but I thought Hendo, like, out of the midfield three, I mean, Fabinho, that first five minutes, you thought, yeah. oh, it's one of these games again for him. Um, you know, late to things, you, you know, just look laboured again. Um, Harvey, a couple of little bright moments, but it was just a passenger overall, I thought. But, you know, it's not that type of game for him, is it? It's like, you know, Kendo was He's the best. He's playing on the of, right as well. It was a 4-4-2, yeah. wasn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, so it's a bit difficult yeah. to... Um, you know, to gauge him from that, uh, but Henzo, I thought he was the only one who was like, you know, willing to, you know, have a go and, you know, trying to get stuck in a bit and make things happen. Um, you yeah. know, first half, I thought he did really well, um, but even he got bogged down the second half once that second goal yeah. went in. It was, um, you know, there's nothing to, no positives whatsoever. I mean, you know, you could look at it, that it could have been a couple more, even that Allison made a couple of good saves, so. You know, from Plus that they perspective. Eased off. And they, they eased off, Which, yeah. Thankfully, because yeah, if they'd have yeah. had the same mentality that we had against United, where it was like, let's just run up the score, mm-hmm. fucking, I don't even know how many they could have scored there. It, it could have just got really out of hand. But I'm not saying that they completely stopped, but they weren't going flat out. They were quite happy to just keep the ball and knock it around. And then if so the chance they're came, in the came, element there, yeah, aren't they? They you weren't know, trying to force anything, thankfully, because if they had it done, you know, we had no answer to it. It was, it was no. just the, the second half was an absolute fucking disgrace. Um, well, let's just go back to the beginning. Uh, team selection. 
I suppose the only real bone of contention was Darwin not starting. I think other than that, I think the team more or less picks itself. Not necessarily the formation. I don't think we all expected 4-4-2, but that's what no. we played at Anfield against them and it worked. Yeah. So we did speak about that like in the in the build-up, that maybe we might see something like that, and, and we did. Um, I'm assuming that's why Darwin didn't play, because of the, the formation. Yeah, that's the thing. So yeah, I mean, you know, you can't stick Darwin on the left in the four four two. It's you know, not against um, them. Not against them, but indeed. Yeah, I yeah. say that though, John. But it, I don't really know what City were doing because they didn't have a right back. Oh yeah, it was just Guardiola and his clever it was thinking. It so weird, what, like how they set up. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I just knew no. that they didn't actually have a right back because Stones was playing centre midfield. Yeah, De Bruyne wasn't exactly playing. Like he was as like as playing a, a bit higher up, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah. you couldn't say he was playing wing back because he was higher up, and then he had Mares there as well. So there was no right back, and and you look at that and think, well, I mean, Jota actually had some joy in the first half. Jota was quite lively. Mm. I wouldn't say he played well, but I thought he was threatening. Threatening. Um, that's that's yeah. it. Yeah. But you look at that and think, well, if Darwin had been there with all the space that was down on that side, he you know he could have he could have done something. But then yeah. I suppose it, it like. When he's on the bench and you look at that and think, okay, well, we we can bring Darwin on. But then I looked at their bench and I'm like, yeah, they'll just put Kyle Walker on as soon as we do that. You know, if we did put Darwin on on the left, mm. so it was either starting or wasn't really going to make any kind of impact. Uh, I, did he touch the ball when he came on? I can't remember. The only time I remember seeing him was when was it Oxley put that cross again, uh, late on. Uh, we got down the right-hand side. And he, he, I think, went near post, but Edison smothered it, I yeah. think. But that was the only time I can... He was like, off for 20 minutes. Teams. I don't yeah. think he touched the ball. I know. That's the <laughs> City's <laughs> possession was probably like oh, 91% or something stupid like that at that point because we just gave up and it was just yeah. like... You know, it was like one of them games, wasn't it, where, you know, you play them like attack v defence games and, you know, you've got a team sitting off and, you know, City are having all the ball, but it's... Like, I, I liked the way we started, I mean, it was like, you know, it was designed to, you know, counter-attack, get the ball forward quickly, but, you know, that first goal, I think Robbo went, like, went for the press and that, and it left the space open there, and it, like, it just seemed to unsettle us, they scored off it, and, I, I, I don't know, you've just got to stick to the structure that you set out with, because it was, you know, we were doing okay with it, City are obviously going to create chances and that, and, you know, they'll always create chances, but... Um, yeah, just that that little moment. I think for the first goal, uh, where Robbo went out to the for the press on the left hand side, and they, you know they switched it, and um, yeah, they scored from it then, didn't they? And yeah, just um, Robbo's got. I think Carragher even mentioned it on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. He's got a tendency to do that a lot, and it's good, you, you know, and a lot of the time. But against City, sometimes you know you want their luck, just just sit in a bit and. Mm. You know, the compact, you know, we were defending the box okay and stuff, and then, um, yeah, and that was that. You, you know, when they equalised us, you, you, you feared the worst after that, as I say. Yeah. I mean, what's frustrating, though, is like the, the goal that we scored just showed me really, like, confirmed what I, what I thought about, like, the way City had set up with the defence. And, like, they're not like three great defenders that are in that, that back three. Okay, you no. can say Diaz a couple of years ago was like really good. He seems to have dropped off a bit. You've got Ake and Akanji, is it? So you've mm. got them. So like this, it's not like a, a defence that's going to scare you and think, oh, how are we going to get past them? But, but, you know, there's space there. And if you can if you can counter-attack, play the right pass, you can get at them. And we've yeah. done that with the goal. Now, I think Joss has done really well on the goal because he stops. He starts to make a run. He realises, oh, I've gone too early. And he stops and then he goes again. And because he stopped, he's like a, a fraction on. Mm. And I thought it was offside. I didn't even celebrate. I thought, oh, that's that's definitely going to be disallowed. It's only when you see the replay, like, oh, actually, yeah, it looks like he might just it, be it was, it was well, I thought, in terms of VAR nowadays, it was actually well onside, wasn't it? Did they even show uh, the lines? I didn't. I don't remember seeing it. I don't anything. think they did, but yeah, that makes so me think that he, he, it was, he, you it know, wasn't some, that close. Yeah. It wasn't even that close. It was well onside in, this, in the, you know, the modern, you know, the situation with VAR. And it wasn't even, like, a question about it from you know when I've seen it back and you know after the goal on that but um yeah at first I thought Jota should have played I can't remember who it was on the left hand side someone was running in the left hand side 
Um, Tosi should have played him in. I can't remember what player it was, but you know, he held off and obviously Salah came in, slotted it away brilliantly. But at yeah. first, I thought Jota might have made the wrong decision, but you know, he's he did yeah. well as you say. He recovered, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if I'm being critical of it, is he's he's done well like with the run and he's gone through, but it's a little bit like concerning that he didn't go through and finish it off himself he got mm. caught and never looked like he was going to be able to get in and get a shot away he's recovered well and he's held the defender off so Mo could run in mm. but it just kind of sums up what's been going on with Jot I mean that's 30 games now without a goal not not like full games and you know I'm not saying he's like had like 30 starts and he's not yeah. scored but he's been, in the last 30 games he's featured in he hasn't scored and that's like it's staggering it's absolutely it's a staggering statistic to me that for someone who like, I mean, it felt like he scored every game he played when he first came, and then he had that spell last year when he was great, and now it's like just can't buy a goal, can he? And all this is here for you, you know. Obviously, everyone in the team's numbers have dropped. You'd expect. I mean, you know, just as hardly played this season. To be fair, you know, not much. Um, but you know, prior to his injury, then he's had what three or four months out or whatever mm. it is. Um, so. I'm not totally writing them off and you know, like persevere with them. Um, well, we've got much bigger problems than Jota. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just when Oxford that set was it City's third or fourth goal? Like, yeah, it must have been the fourth, was it? Oxlade. Um, well, we'll we'll talk about him later because I've got thoughts that I need okay. to get out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so we go ahead. Then we have the other chance on the counter-attack when it was a City corner and it was like classic, classic Liverpool clear the corner, second ball comes in, we win the second ball and that's when we're off like we, we tend to not not score those goals from like the, the clearance from the corner, it's usually it's cleared and then the second ball comes yeah, and at yeah. that point we're, we're like we're piling off. forward, yeah, yeah, so if yeah, we yeah. win that second ball when it gets knocked in then you know look out and Harvey got it and he played a good ball to Mo I just thought his first touch was too far away from him. Mm. And although he still got there first, it allowed Grealish to get back in. And the only option is to try to square it to Jota, but it's not on because that touch had just taken it too far away. But it, it felt like a big moment because it, we've got a 2v1 and you're like, oh, this is it, you know, get the, get the, the ball square. Jota goal, 2-0 up, we're on our way. I felt mm. like a really big moment. And when Grealish got back in, and you're like, oh, we fucked that up. And then we concede like about a minute later. Yeah, literally a minute later, yeah. That was the pivot, you know, they always say small details and that's it, right there in a nutshell, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you, you, know, you know, Salah, um, that have slightly heavy touch, of gives the chance for Grealish, and to be fair, got across like well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, a minute later, you know, the ball's coming in from their left hand side for Alvarez to slot in. So they're the they fine margins, aren't they? That, that, that you've got to deal with. Yeah, yeah, they are. So the goal itself, I'm struggling to remember exactly what happened. I just remember at the time, my initial thoughts were why, is, when their centre forward's getting a tap in from six yards out, why is the player closest to him? Jordan Henderson, mm -hmm. where the fuck mm -hmm. are the two centre halves? Yeah. How is like this their centre forward getting a tap in in the middle of the goal, edge of the six yard box, and our centre backs are like nowhere to be seen? Something's gone wrong there for that to be happening. Yeah, I mean, at least with, I mean, for their goal, uh, for, our, for our goal, sorry, I mean, the space between their two centre backs um, was like drive a bus through, you know, for Jota to go through and that, but. Um, at least that was they, they'd say that was like a, how they were set up. Like well, that's, the, that's the risk that you take when you're yeah, playing. Yeah, that's like, it. But we were supposed to be counter attacking, like very exactly. and counter attacking. Yeah, it's. I, I honestly don't know. As you say, I mean, there must have been like twenty yards between the two centre backs. If that's the case, um, you know, because none of them were, felt like within seven eight yards of the ball. As you say, Hendo was like mm -hmm. a yard or two away from Alvarez, kind of thing, but. Again, it just shows like slight like issues for me with our setup and, and Virgil as well. He's a concern. He is, yeah. It's like um, you know, obviously I've heard all this stuff from the Dutch sort of, you know the camp about yeah. things and that. I haven't really paid too much attention to it, but he's definitely in need of just a full pre-season off Virgil, and you know, I'm not totally writing him off because he's you know been phenomenal uh, for. You know, prior to the injury, even last season, he was 
excellent. I'm not quite at the elite level he was, but still excellent. But not he, far off enough for anyone to really notice. I mean, nobody yeah. was talking about him last season. No, really. it was good. Matip was like you know, you know, he was unbelievable, wasn't he last season? But mm. it's just like everyone, everyone's levels have just dropped like several notches. Yeah. You know, even Mowers, you know, his record's still pretty good. Um, you know, but just right across the board, you know, Trent's, um, Robbo's assists, they've all gone down. It's, yeah. you, you know, what is it? Why, why is everyone pretty much got? I, I mean, normally when, when a team's struggling, you'll get like one or two players who are still, you know, you know the go-to men in the team kind of thing. But, you know, you could argue Alisson. Um, but just the overall malaise, isn't it? But when it's your goalkeeper, that's... He's he's gonna win your points. Yeah. Or he's gonna save your points, I should say. With and he has because without Allison's like incredible one-on-one saves and that, mm. you know, we'd be we 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 would be in that like ridiculous dogfight where like about eight teams. We'd be oh, in that. That's scary. That's, that's, that's like that. How important Allison's been? Because and the there's there's two things that have stopped us from being in that Allison and Anfield. Because if yeah. you're just looking at it purely on like away form, we'd be in that pack of like shit teams fighting to stay up. That's how far we've fallen off. It's completely mental to even be saying that. Like it feels so weird, but that that's what it is. And like today's the day when I've finally just accepted and given up on top four. I know all season I've been saying we'll still do it because everyone else up there is dropping points. They're all flawed. Mm. So are we, but we'll come good and we'll nick it. We won't. We won't. No. I don't even think we'll get top six because uh, I, I, I'm looking at that today and I, I kind of expected us to get beat. So it's not about that. You know, you lose at Man City. Okay, most most teams are going to lose at Man City. It wasn't that. It was the fucking capitulation. And, mm. and because we've seen it away from home so many times this year uh, and it's not getting any better. It just isn't. It's not better. And you can see just by like Klopp's comments and things he's saying, he was disgusted today. You know, he's not he's not really gone for it, like, but things that he, he said is like, yeah, he's completely disgusted. He said like, um I seen one thing where he said there's only four players who, who performed and I didn't even agree with that. He said uh, Fabinho and Henderson covered like a, a lot of space in midfield and he said um Gakpo was was like really good, especially in possession, which I couldn't disagree with more. Mm. And I think Allison, I think he said, which yeah, you know, Allison, no problem there. He, Allison did all he could. Um, I'd say Allison and Hendo, and other than that, I thought everyone else was just bad. Mm. Um, but just going back to their goal, like the first goal, the fucking bizarre scenes afterwards with that like weird little baldy fucker on the touchline. Uh- I, I, I'm just struggling to process what happened there. He's trying to celebrate with our players, and fucking one of them did. Yeah, that fucking loser from Juventus. That's just fucking uh, bomb. Send him on the next plane yeah, back. Exactly, just, yeah. just get him on the next plane back. And he's on the bench ahead of Curtis Jones and Carvalho. What the fuck are we doing? Uh, exactly. What are yeah, we I doing? Mean, and it's... I'll get to Ox later because that's all, that's relevant on this issue. But mm. yeah, we'll get to that later. But. Why are we picking Arthur on the bench ahead of Curtis Jones? What is that? That that's basically saying to Curtis Jones, "You're fucking done. You're done. Here, you're yeah, going. Yeah, you know, that's... you're wasting your time." If if that fucking bum is getting picked ahead of you, and there there is absolutely no chance whatsoever he's getting on the field, so why are you putting him on the bench? He's not getting on. There's like there's no situation that would that would come up where he would be getting picked. We saw that with Ox got picked. Milner came on ahead of him. So he was not going to be getting on that pitch today. Why is he on the bench? Baffling. And then and he's and I'm fucking shaking Guardiola's hands and smiling. And then he covers his mouth and he says something. Now unless he's just like covered his mouth and gone fuck off, you baldy twat. Which <laughs> why are you covering your mouth if you're doing that? Yeah, you just know, say you it, let yeah, the world yeah. see that because you've just shook his hand and it doesn't look good. Mm. I mean, on on a scale of like things that went wrong today that doesn't even register that's had no bearing on anything but it's it's probably pissed me off as much as anything i'm even pissed off at costas who didn't really do anything he just ignored him but like the fact that he ignored him when he's like celebrating in his face like that double fist pumps in his face grinning and you don't fucking shove him out the way i've done a lot more than shove him out the way but at least like shove him out the way don't just like shrug that off yeah imagine if that was robo 
uh, if Costas was starting today and Rabo was on the bench warming up, Rabo wouldn't have done that. No, he'd, he'd have fucking, him away. Yeah, he'd have definitely done something. Yeah, Penta will be fucking appalled when he sees that. Yeah, uh, but that like, why? What was? What is this fucking game there? I can't get my head around that. What? What is angle was? Um, Guardiola, I mean, it's oh, just, just weird. You don't even try to rationalise what he does. He's a genuine, like, fucking weird, yeah, weird yeah. guy. Mm. Like, creepy, weird, strange, <laughs> odd little fucking man. He really is. Yeah. I did say, when he came into England, there was him and Mourinho. Right, Mourinho was a blazing cunt. You were always Team Jose, you Yeah, you? I was, I always was. Yeah, at least Jose is like, he is what he is. He's not afraid to hide it and that, but Pepsi he wasn't a fake, nice guy. Yeah, Mr. Beautiful Football, you, you know, uh, Barcelona and all that. No, he's a, he's a horrible little weird wind up merchant, yeah. He's yeah. a proper oddball. Mm. Yeah, Team Jose all the way, yeah. <laughs> still. Celebrating with our players, though, and, and the fact that, like, nobody did anything. Like, oh, I just show some that. fucking pride. These are our, like, main fucking rivals at the moment. You know, we've been to war with them, like, every season for, like, the last five, six years. Yeah. We've had, like, yeah, we've had the better of them at times, but we've had, like, they fucking cheated us out of two titles. Exactly, yeah. And, but... and you just... Show some fucking pride. That was disgusting that we let mm. him do that. I'm, I, that's something that I'm. I, I'm still seething over like back in the day, and I remember Cinema <laughs> Pongol was fucking shaking hands with like uh, United's French players after they'd just fucking done us in the last minute, <laughs> and he's like hugging them and shaking them. I'm still seething over that, and like now that's just commonplace. That's like yeah. that's totally acceptable now. But at the time, that bothered me. But this is on a whole other level, and yeah, yeah he's not technically. He's, not, he's played 12 minutes for us, I think. So you can say, well, you know, he's not even a Liverpool player. What does he care? Well, he's getting fucking paid a wage by us. Do you know what I mean? We've been paying his salary to do absolutely fuck all, all season. And then there he is, like, shaking hands with Guardiola, who's celebrating in his face after they've just scored against us. I'm not having it. Just fucking send him on the next plane back to Turin. Yeah, well, I just hope Klopp keeps that in the memory bank anyway. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. But it's like, it's on Klopp as well. He, he fucking picked him. You haven't yeah. in the squad. He shouldn't be in the squad. And let's just get Ox out the way now. Let's let's just let's do it. Why is Ox getting on the pitch? And this is not about Ox. This is not personal about Ox. I just feel like we know he's going. Mm. It's not like when you've got a great player who's leaving. And you're like, look, let's let's just make the most of it while he's here. Let's get the get get as much out of him as you can. He's contributing absolutely fuck all. I mean, when he came on, he was an absolute joke. Like he he didn't track back on that goal. Trent's left with fucking Grealish and De Bruyne. And De Bruyne. Now say whatever you want about Trent, and I've got things I've got to say about Trent's performance as well, which I'll get to. But there is not a player in the world. I don't care who you are or any player in the history of the game, you put him in that position where he's, it's one player up against Grealish and De Bruyne, they're going to get past him. They're just going to play a one-two around him and I don't care who you are, you're not going to stop that. So that's no. like, there's nothing Trent can do about that. Absolutely nothing he can do about it. But look at the, look at where Ox is when the ball gets played across. He's in total no-man's land. He's brought in to play on the right-hand side of midfield in front of Trent to protect him. What the fuck? Mm, yeah, he's not no. even not even chasing back. He's ball watching up up the pitch, and he just lets the Bruyne just run on his own. That's it. But he just come on the pitch, and it's as though like he, he, he just has say that would be in the seventieth minute, and he yeah. he plays, and you're like, okay, the way City keep the ball and you know move the ball, etc. And it's like he hadn't played for ages, and he'd started today. You you could make a legislation for that. You, you know, he's he's yeah, hardly played, fatigue. but fatigue and that but for that first couple of minutes after coming on or whatever it was yeah you chase everything when you, you come just on chase like, everything yeah, yeah it's like yeah it's, you know close him down you know go and press him do something get in his face anything but he, as you say just stands off him and you know sense like whether they go left or right and it's like 
You, know, you can't label any like blame on them for that whatsoever. There's nothing you can do. As I say, I don't care who you are. Like any player playing now, any player, great player in the past, you are not dealing with that situation when you've got two fucking world class footballers like that. You're not going to stop it. They're going to just like play a couple of passes and get in behind you, and you can't do anything about it. So to leave him exposed like that when the player's just been brought on with fresh legs and his job is like yeah protect Trent on that right hand side fucking unforgivable but he shouldn't be playing yeah. it's not It's not Ox's well it is Ox's fault because he should be tracking back and he didn't but he should not be anywhere near the pitch at this point and I, I just don't know what like why and especially because it's not even like you know we're competing for things and it's like okay you know every game it's like we've got to have our best players out and you know no it, it's not about that now we're in a fucking rebuild we all know that like we need to rebuild why are you picking players who are blatantly not going to be part of it because you know Ox's contact's up he's gone Arthur's only on loan why the fuck are they getting picked ahead of people like Curtis Jones it's just it's utterly bizarre as you say it answers your own question that says uh, a lot about Curtis Jones's future unfortunately either Curtis Jones it's... is just shit in training or they've decided he's, he's out but even if he is out so are these and Curtis Jones is better than them anyway He's going to offer more than they're going to offer. Whatever people think about Curtis Jones and if he's developed the way he should or whatever, he's still a better option than Ox and Arthur. And for them to be getting picked, and it's like it's just hard to fucking process that this is... What's the line of thinking here? Uh, I don't get it. I'd rather have just a kid from the, 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 the 23s or something on the bench. Because well, as I say, that Arthur's got as much chance of getting on the fucking pitch as we have. Yeah. Yeah, but putting him on the bench ahead of like players who, who in theory, are still going to be here next season. I mean, Carvalho, what, what, what's he doing? He must be fucking regretting the day that he left Fulham. Yeah, strange signing. But again, it's just in the bigger picture of things. It's like the recruitment side of things has just like veered off in a weird direction um, recently, in my opinion. And that that is a case in point. It's like you know he's been nowhere to be seen for months. And um, you know what is his long-term future? It's just mm. so many questions than answers at the moment with yeah. the 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 balance of the squad. Uh, you know the profile of some players who are within the squad, and uh, you know is it going to be one of those? Is it going to take a couple of seasons? It's hard to say, isn't it? You just don't know. You know, I don't know anything about the finances or whatever, but. You know, if you're Jude Bellingham now, you know, you're looking at us and you think, why would you come here? He must be he must love this club if he's still gonna come here next next season. I mean well, I, I hope whatever agreement we've got with him is, is binding because well, this is it, the yeah. performances and I do think we have got an agreement with him, but mm -hmm. that's not to say he can't back out. And if you're watching performances like that, you must be like you must look at it and think, Well, fucking hell, maybe maybe uh, that's not the best place to be going. Because mm, I mean, I just think like when I'm watching that today and it's been the same story in so many away games, it's like, where's the fucking balls? They've got no balls anymore. The first sign of adversity, they just fucking fold unless they're at Anfield with the crowd behind them. Yeah. That's, you, that tells you so much about the it team. Does, yeah, you look at the right. away record of a team. That tells you all you need to know about the mentality of them. Because that's what it is. Away from home, it, it's mostly mentality. You know, it's not like you're, you're a, a, when you're playing at home, it's not like it's that much of a different game. It is in, in some, some cases. Like, But when you're playing against like the lower teams, they don't really play that much differently at Anfield. Like Bournemouth played the same way at home as they would have done. I know we beat them 9 0 at Anfield, but different manager and all that but like they're still the mindset is still the same when like they take on Liverpool they don't play that much differently they just maybe like will get a little bit more adventurous at times because the crowd like getting behind them but generally they're going to just sit in and play the same way and how come we can deal with it I don't feel but away from home we don't it's fucking yeah, mentality. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, Bournemouth holds, what, 12,000 people. And it's, a, they're, they're it's not stadium. an intimidating it's atmosphere. Not an inti yeah. You know, we lost against Forest, you know, earlier in the season. That can be one of them weird games where, you know, they're up for it, new Premier League team and all that at home. But it's... It's not that they're intimidated by the crowd, John. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when they haven't got that safety blanket of Anfield, of, of Anfield and the fans yeah. behind them, and well, it's a more level playing field. They're just that's fucking it. folding now. The distortion between the home and away form. I mean, if there was like, just let's say we'd lost a couple more games at home and won a couple more games, like a few more games away, and it was more balanced between the home and away form, 
But what you're saying actually emphasises the point even more. It's like, you know, the, the cojones or lack the of them. Um, the fucking weak. And, and that's, that's insulting. It's an insulting thing to say, especially against a team that's proved themselves time and time again. But whatever they've done in the past, that's not relevant right now. The fact is, they're mentally weak. But the, this time last season, they were mentally strong. How does that happen pretty Don't much know. overnight? I mean, you can say players are past and... the best or whatever the, the, over the other side of the hill or whatever it is. It's not but even that, though, is it? It's not this just... is it. It's not, it's not that. It's yeah. like, you know, as you say, we go 1-0 down in a game now and you're thinking it's game over. Yeah. You know, whereas two, three years back, you know, you think, oh, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. We'll come back and win comfortably 2-3-4-1 or whatever it'll be in the end. But now, like, I don't know, whoever we're playing away, if they score first, it has been proved so many times this season. Yeah. Um, you just expect the game to like stay the way it isn't, like us lose the game. You know, eight away defeats already, mm. case in point. I mean, some of the teams we've lost to as well. You know, bottom teams. I think every bottom team or or team in the bottom three has beaten us this season. Yeah. Um, maybe we haven't played Southampton yet, but um, yeah, it's that's it. I mean, but where's that come from? Because oh. this time last year that wasn't happening. It's it's more. It's something more than players just being over the hill or whatever it is. It's not that, yeah, because when the when the second goal went in, which we'll get to in a sec, when that went in, my dad said like, um, my dad was like, ah, oh, you know, we're just too old now. Too, these these mm. players are past it. I'm like, I'm not disagreeing in, in general, but that's not why we've just conceded that goal. That's got absolutely nothing to do with what's just happened. No, that, that's it. That was just like right after half time. You've got to be switched on. Well, if it's anything, like... John, that's a, that's the point. If anything, it shouldn't happen when your players get older because they should mm. be more savvy. Like, look at Real Madrid. Real Madrid go behind. They don't panic. Yeah. They yeah. don't get flustered because they've got experienced players in the team. You know, like they've been there, they've done it. We're the opposite. So, so you can't have it both ways. On the one hand, you can't say like, oh, this team's too old now. They've been together too long. And then you're looking at Real Madrid and going, oh, you know, savvy, experienced, you know, big game management. Well, we've fucking well, lost we've got a 38-year-old Modric and 35-year-old Benjamin in the yeah, team as well. Yeah, like like Tony Cruz as well. Tony it's, Cruz, 34-year-old. It's, it's completely just bizarre how we've lost our balls completely and we're just such a soft touch. But that second goal, I hate our kickoffs. You know what we did? It's the same kickoff. Oh, yeah, to so like that. launch the ball, like hate it. left hand side, ping it out to the left hand side. They'll either go out to play. Um, yeah. And we charge forward, Trent. Oh, yeah. look, at, look at that goal. Look at Trent on that goal. And again, not, not Trent's fault specifically because he's doing what he's told to do. But he's in fucking absolute no man's land from the kickoff. And what is his fault is he fucking backs out of like a 50 50, mm. which he should be winning that ball. And he doesn't. And it all starts from that. But look at where our players are and how easy it was for City to do what they did. That just should not happen. That should not happen at any point in the game, but it definitely shouldn't be happening in the first minutes of the second half when you're coming out away at Man City, 1-1 at half-time, and you come out and do that. Because that right there, that was game over. The moment that that happened, that yeah. was it. Forget it. We were done. Yeah. We were not coming back from that, and we all knew it. We all knew it, and the players all knew it. It was done. They didn't have what it takes to come back from that 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 like adversity it was like we got ourselves in front and that was our only chance really it was like well maybe we can hold on and maybe increase it but as soon as they got back at us we were in trouble and once we fell behind after having the lead forget it we were not coming back even so having said that didn't we was it after 2-1 where Gapo had that uh, shot when it deflected wide because uh, uh, we actually looked was it after 2-1 or was it after 3-1 was it 3-1 yeah I, I just it remember was, after three, one. was it 3-1 was it yeah so we still had like a couple of moments we had uh, a couple of moments but how many did yeah. they have yeah well, like they could yeah. just step it up anytime any they wanted time, yeah. we just could not cope and like the third goal fuck me Mares comes in the box and we've got five players surrounding him mm. and he's no one puts a tackle in it gets switched to, he just rolls it to Alvarez, and again, nobody puts a tackle in. I say, that should not be happening. We've got basically our whole team back in the penalty area, and they're playing one twos in the box. We can't do that. 
know how many times we played against teams with like a packed defense and we get so frustrated because we're trying to play one twos in the box like that. It's like, what the fuck? Are Someone's you doing? getting a block in here everywhere, yeah. yeah and and yeah. yet, <laughs> City were just doing that. We, we mm. just we had everyone back in the box and not one person makes a tackle. And it's Trent clears off the line the first shot, and then one of their players is there for the rebound. It was absolutely just schoolboy stuff. I mean, you've got Riyad Mahrez who's like left foot's like a can opener, and you just give him the freedom. Oh, yeah, go on, pick your spot, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all right. It's, uh, yeah, it's honestly it's baffling. If you think, John, like the amount of times what we've played against City over, over like recent years, and you're looking at like Mahrez, you're like, fucking hell, you know, he's a danger man and that, but he's never been able to do that. You know, mm, like, yeah, because yeah. It, it wouldn't have been able to, to do that. Yeah, that. He would yeah, not have been yeah. able to be surrounded by five players and not one tackle comes in and he's able to just get his head up and just roll a pass to somebody. That would not have happened in all those other meetings we've had with them. But this team we've got now is just an absolute fucking shadow of what it was. And it's like, it's pretty much everybody. It's not like a couple of players and you'll fix it by signing like a couple of midfielders. No, it's gone way beyond that. I've been saying for a while, I don't, I would not want to be making the decisions on who goes because seriously, you could make a case for getting rid of pretty much any one of them. Yeah. Because we don't know, like, you know, I don't want to go back to the whole like Shankly thing, a player hits 30 and he gets it. And the game's totally changed from all that. But the, the general point behind it and the stuff that Ferguson did as well is like sometimes you just get a sense he's lost his hunger. He's not quite, you know, as, as hungry as he was. It's time to move him on before he falls any further. And you can probably say that about so many players in that team now. But I mean, but looking at Mane, I mean, you, you look at him since he's gone to Bayern. And was that a case in point with him? You know, we, uh, he wanted to go and that, I get that. But, you know, I don't know. If we made any great efforts to try and make him stay or not, but I don't think look, we did. Yeah, so th- but there's a case in point. If we've not, then you're looking and think, well, that was or looking at it could be the right decision. So you know we're gonna have to be like that with a few other players yeah, as well yeah, over the course of next year or two. By the looks of it, and that's um, what I'm saying, John. I wouldn't want to be making those decisions because you know Klopp could say to himself today, okay, Virgil's not what he was. He's not going to get it back. I'm going to move him on. Now, I'm not saying that that's the case. I don't know if that's the case or not. What I'm saying is you can't completely rule that out at this point. You know, well, this not- is it. This, it's like, you know, with Virgil, it's like, what do you do? Opie, give him a f- full pre-season off, hopefully he comes back refreshed. Or is it something more like uh, like a decline, like that's going to like quicken, if you know what I mean, yeah. over the next 12 months even more? I don't know. I mean... You know, the way we've played over so many years, as good as Virgil's been, you know, the protection he's had, you know, from the midfield, you know, the midfield was like the heartbeat of the, of the yeah. team, wasn't it? You know, it's like, you know, they worked, worked the socks off and, you know, cover spaces and all that. I mean, it was so hard to, like, play through. Uh, but now defenders get isolated quite easy now. I don't know how many yeah. times have, like, teams, like, got one-on-one situations with us, with whoever it is in the back four, you know. It happens some, loads. It happens loads where teams have got, like, you know, they get their quick player on the break and they've got, like, a one-on-one situation. Even at Anfield, it's happening more than our, our home forms. But teams do create yeah. more chances at Anfield even now than they've done for years. Definitely. You know, it's like... When we were brilliant, you know, they might get one chance a game and then Allison would come up with a big save and that. But now it's, you could even say it's happened like two, three, four mm. times a game now. It's um, And even if, like, say, Canate or Van Dyke, even if they deal with that situation and hold the player up, what usually happens then is, like, there's a runner who's not being yeah. tracked and the player who's, who's, like, Virgil may have done his job, Canate may have done his job and, and like, stop the player who's gone through from doing anything. But there's usually someone who they can just roll it to anyway this and they've it. not been tracked. Yeah, it's like, but even that, that uh, when Salah nearly squared Jotter in, you know, City still had someone covering, you know, would you, if that was the other way around, there today, would you say we'd have had someone covering? Probably not. It's, no. um That's the difference, isn't it? It's, I just don't know what the answer is, as I say. I mean, as you say, it's going to be a difficult, um, a lot of difficult decisions to be made over the next 12 months or so um, for the for the makeup of the team, you, you know, players you know, looking at Trent, what's his well, long-term I was just going to say that on that point that you're making, 
what what do we do there? This is becoming, it's definitely becoming like uh, I don't want to say crisis, but there's there's like there's a really big issue there. What do we do? Does he move position or what? Because this can't carry on. The thing is, I think someone like Trent, if he moves position into midfield, I think you've got to cater for him. You, you yeah. know, he's like. You've, you've got to have the components around him. Like, you couldn't just put him into our midfield now. With what else with the other problems we've got? You've got to have the specific players around him. Because I don't think he's dynamic. If you think of our best midfields under the clock, you, you know, they're all aggressive, hunting down and closing down stuff, you know, yeah. closing spaces, angles and all that. But for that, for Trent to just go into uh, midfield, I mean, you look at the Bruyne for City, I mean, his work rate, you know, well, up and down kind of thing. That's the comparison but, that people make, yeah. isn't it? Trent could be our De Bruyne. No, he couldn't. He does He does certain things as well as De Bruyne, but as an overall footballer, he's not even in, the, in like, the same stratosphere. But in terms of, like, picking a pass and, and his yeah. crossing ability, yeah, he can do all of that. He's as good as, but there's lots of other aspects to playing in midfield. De Bruyne's just like an all-round footballer who can do everything. This is it, uh, but the way we play, I mean, and the way we have played over so many years, it's like that midfield is like crucial to what we do, unless we have a totally different makeup of how we're going to play next season. or what. Trent could play right know. back for Man City and he'd be fucking brilliant. Yeah, this is it. Because yeah, a lot absolutely. of it is like, yeah, just come into the middle, play in centre midfield for a bit, and you know, mm. it, or you can go on overlaps. It would be perfect to play right back to yeah, other yeah. than like not having the recovery pace that Kyle Walker's got on that. But like just on, on the the football side of it, yeah, you could do that. But I, there was a there was a, a moment in the game today, and it just really, really like disheartened me to watch it. He went charging off, like pressing them, and when it first happened, I'm like, "No, what are you doing? Stop it!" And he didn't. He carried on. He went to press another player. Like, you know, trying to do what Robbo did at Anfield, really. Uh, and he's done the exact same thing that Robbo did because he ended up kind of almost in our left wing position. Whereas mm. with Robbo's famous one, yeah. he ended up on, uh, on the, the right wing. City, didn't he? Uh, Trent's yeah, tried yeah. to do that. But it just it felt like a bit of a fraud move. Yeah, like Robbo was doing it, and it was getting like the crowds up and getting everybody, like you know, the whole team fired up. And that at this point, we were getting fucking battered. And Trent done it, and I'm like, no, just stop. Go get back in your just position. Give in, that yeah. up and go back in your position. The game he didn't. Is done. Just, he kept just going. He closed position, down one yeah. player. He closed down the keeper. If the keeper passed it out, Trent went and closed down the right back. And I'm like, not what the fuck are you doing? And then they passed it around him, and then he he looked behind and he started throwing his arms up at Firmino because he hadn't backed him up. And like, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, that's purely for show. That's like, yeah. look at Trent. At least he cares. At least he's he's still trying. Uh, what are the others doing? And it was just, it was like a fraud move for me. I didn't like it. And then less than two minutes later, they get that goal where there's like 2v1 against Trent. Now, he's not going to do anything about that anyway, but it's still like, he must have still been fucked from like the run that he'd made. <laughs> Even if he wasn't, he couldn't have dealt with that situation, but it's still like, you know, what are you doing? What, why did you go off on that like stupid run that was never going to lead to anything? And it just felt like a desperation move to like look at me. I'm still trying, but it is. It was just bad today. Just again, you know, it, it's so concerning. Yeah, and the sad thing is, there's no like competition for this place, is there? That's no. that's the thing. Well, you know, I mean, the other sad thing though, John, he was offered like a holiday, and he didn't take the holiday. He stayed behind to work and train him for a week. You know, so it's not like he doesn't care. Yeah, well, fair play he's, to him. He's trying to, yeah. to like to turn this around and that. So fair play to him for that. You know, he's. It's not like he's not asked. He is asked, and that. that but that almost makes it worse because yeah. it's like if the problem was that he just wasn't asked. You like you just kick him up the ass and say right, you know, get your finger out. It's not that. It isn't that. It's but like it. It's a big problem for us, and it's a big question moving forward. What What do we do about it? And like Carragher's point the other week was really good. I thought when he said. If you're a team that's like at the level that we've been at, Trent's like your perfect right back for that team. If mm. you're a team that's going to be scrapping for fourth, losing quite a few games, not dominating every game the way you are, he's not the right back for a team like that because he's going to he's just going to get targeted and you've not got enough of the ball and enough pressure on on the opponent. You're not dominating enough to capitalize on all the things he's doing really well. Yeah, it's a massive conundrum, mate. 
I, I don't know the answer to it, but I don't think it's as straightforward as saying stick him in midfield. I don't no, think that, that no, fixes it at all. I really no. don't. And and I also don't think that that's anything that Klopp's considering because they've never they've never looked at he's it. He's never done it once. No. I mean, I've got, you know, I'm not asked about England, but even when he played for England once, I think Southgate did yeah. play him in midfield, you know, for a game and a um, couple of years or so back. But it's just something we've never even entertained, is no. it? Even like. And you know, when teams are being rotated for cup games, I don't know if he's played in cup games, just no. something we've never tried to show. He's played Let's... one game in midfield. Has he? I can't right. remember which one it was, but someone mentioned it on the forum the other week, and I was like, oh yeah, actually I remember that. Uh, right. but I've forgotten who it was now, but yeah, he he, he did start him for one game in midfield, um, and he has played there in in training, like you know, in training matches eleven v eleven, because mm. one of our one of our like former young players I can't remember who he was but like he'd done an interview and he was saying um, he, he played like against all the top stars you know when the kids get brought up for training sessions sometimes for an, yeah. to make up the numbers in an 11 v 11 and he said like he played in midfield and he was up against like um, I think Fabinho somebody else and Trent I was like okay so that's interesting so they have looked at him in there in, in training games but the fact that they've never like even really considered it for league matches, I think that tells its own story. There's a reason Absolutely. for it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just don't know what you do about it because he's like he's a world class player, but this season he's been fucking wretched. Well, again, like he's another one whose levels have dropped. You know, five or six levels compared to what what he has been shown mm-hmm. the past four or five years or whatever it is. The drop off has just been staggering from everyone, yeah. as I say, apart but, from maybe the goalkeeper. Everyone's dropped. Milner hasn't either. Um, mm. you know, everybody else has been below what you'd expect, but some have been like massively below what you'd expect, and one of them would definitely be Trent. And yeah, it is. It's a concern now. Plus, a lot of it's going to be in his head, confidence-wise. He's been dropped by England now, and yeah, so it, it, he's just got to fight through it. You know, show character. Um, yeah, but, but it's uh, not the just way you're looking at it, it, yeah, it's. You know, if you think top four has gone, Klopp would never admit it. Like, but you know, I wouldn't be averse as you're saying. So rather than having all these bums on the bench like Harter and that, um, you know, these yeah, are the kinds of games. Maybe five. To, yeah, just just experiment. Yeah, just give it a few games, especially in the home games. You've got like winnable, you know, inverted commas games coming up at home um, against like some of the like bottom teams, Fulham, not the Fulham and the bottom, but um, like Brentford and things, still got to play them at Anfield, just, you know if it, if top four has gone by in the next couple of weeks, I'm with what, 12, 13 points behind, which is which is a possibility then probability, just, probability lost, even, yeah, just, just have a look now. at it three yeah, this is it, after beating United yeah, so just just try things and see if something may stick and something, you know, you think, okay, we'll have a look at that in pre-season again uh, moving forward, because I'd be just happy. You know, I know you can't play Milner every game, but we've got probably like, apart, apart from this week, um, you know, one or two more midweek game games. Week, I think, it? really? yeah, it's one game a week. I'd, I'd be just happy with you know, just get give Milner a few Ian games. Gomez. Just, yeah, yeah, is he fit? Is he yeah, Gomez? He's, he's on the bench today. Oh, was yeah. he? Sorry, he's yeah, okay. Now. Yeah, um, you know, Gomez has played right back a few times, hasn't he? And yes, he's not covered himself in glory in one or two games. I think the Napoli away one sticks out. Was um, he not centre back that night? Oh, was he centre back? Was he? Yeah. Right, I might, I might be wrong. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, because yeah, I remember Trent playing that game yeah, as well. Trent actually, was yeah, sorry, that yeah, yeah, that's why I get mixed up with him and Gomez. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, as I say, I, w- I just wouldn't know where to start with the summer. I don't know what type of budget we've got, um, and you know what the long-term like plan is, kinds of thing, or even short-term plan. It's just about getting us like yeah. competitive again, isn't it? Kinds of thing. It's like you know, if you're looking at a pie, you're probably looking where we were in maybe 2016 again now, aren't you? The way things are. Worse, I think. Just Worse, judging yeah. by things that Klopp's saying, where like, like he said today, he said after that today about us not putting tackles in, he's like, you know, we're, we're not making challenges, and I don't know why. And that's not the first time he said that. So he must be making a, an emphasis of it. Like he must keep saying, you know, we're, we're not willing winning challenges. We've got to be making challenges, winning the second balls, and we're late to everything. 
Mm. So that, you can't make challenges when you're too late getting there because if you make a challenge, you're like you're just gonna get booked because you're so late, and, and that's the problem. Like we're just so late to everything, and whatever like he's trying to get them to do, it's just not working. Yeah, who does he bollock on the touchline? Was it before one of City's goals? I can't. He bollocks someone. Did you see? Did you see that? I didn't know who it was. I seen it. It was happening all game. He was. There was one agitated, in particular. You know, on the replay, it, it shows you him bollocking someone. I can't remember if it was after one of the. Might it was it the City second goal? I think. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious to see that back. See if it was he again. Couldn't be bollocking any of them. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean the the damning indictments was his comment when he said about the Rodri non-yellow card. Yeah. Um. That you know wouldn't have mattered today. I mean you can't get Which any I more damning than that. I thought that was the right decision anyway. I, mm. I don't think that was enough for a second yellow. Yeah, I mean, there's a brave referee to to produce a second yellow so quickly after the first one when it wasn't as bad as the first one. I mean, the first one's a blatant yellow card. He's grabbed him, kept hold of him, pulled him back. Second one, the other lads fouled him. Gakpo's kind of riding that challenge, but he's still like a little bit off balance. And Rodri runs into him because Gakpo's being slowed down. Mm. He puts both hands on his shoulders for like a millisecond and then he's like, it takes them off. I think Gakpo is going to be going down anyway from the initial challenge. I just think that was a, a collision more than anything. Yeah. Um, I don't blame our players for like getting around the referee and, and demanding a, a yellow card because they'd have been doing that for us. No, no question about it. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. But I just think that's not like an egregious decision from the referee at all. I think most referees in that situation do exactly the same thing. And I thought the referee was fine today. Yeah, me too. And I was a bit of chat uh, from Dan on the WhatsApp chat. But yeah, mm-hmm. I actually thought he let things go. There was a good tempo to the game. Um, and yeah, he just let things like rise out kinds of thing. And yeah, to be fair, um, you know, refs get a lot, of, a lot of shit. But I actually thought he did well, to be fair. Yeah, what's it? What Simon Hooper is it? That yeah. his name. Well, they could have yeah. booked Fabinho. Some, some Early, yeah. overly uh, officious refs would have done, but he he was sensible. He just he just had a word to him. He's like, look, what the fuck are you doing? Settle down. Mm, yeah. He could have booked Trent because that was a mm. deliberate foul on Grealish. Trent was pissed off about what had happened when he'd accidentally caught Grealish. Yeah. And he went down holding his face and he was like wanting the wanting the card and that. Trent was pissed off about that and the next chance he got, he just booted him. It was a deliberate foul. He wasn't trying to get the ball. So we could have booked him for that, and he didn't. So I, I thought, like, you know, the referee was just not an issue today. The issue was us. Yeah. Just being fucking shit and spineless in that second half. Well, um, that's uh, when, when, as I say, Klopp's saying that, that um, it wouldn't have made any difference. That's yeah. a damn indictment on the team's performance, isn't it? It wouldn't have. That, it, it's right. It wouldn't have made any difference. Mm. It's just depressing. Um. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I think we should just wrap this one up. <laughs> you know, only only one more thing to add about it is City have had to put a statement out about like chanting from the fans. Um, they were chanting always the yeah. victim. Um, and it didn't seem to be a few. It was quite audible, yeah, well, actually. Just going to get to that because um, Fiona, he was on the pod after Paris. Yeah, Fiona yeah. was sat in with the Man City fans today. God bless her. Oh. <laughs> and um, she just like sent me a tweet before and she said like it look it was at least two thirds of the ground. Wow. It, it wasn't a minority, she said it was at least two thirds of the ground. But um, it, that, that was over a refereeing decision. I mean I know. what the fuck? It's just it's Any you, you know, unfucking forgivable. It's like yeah. you know you know it's but it's Unfortunately, it's not nothing's gonna change. Clubs can put out all the statements well, they want before I, I games and stuff. I think what has to John. Like, you know, City gave us a, a reduced allocation today for some reason. Maybe they need to be reducing the home allocation for the next game. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, I mean, I actually remember a conversation before the United game where you saying, "What minute will United fans sing it?" Mm. And I don't think they sang it until. We sang um, Fergie's right, your fans are shite, yeah. um, as far as I, I can remember anyway, but um, with that today, that was over a fucking refereeing decision um, that, that he's singing that for, so he's absolute tosses. You in know, the game that they're winning. In the game that they're winning. Well, it might not have been winning at the time, I don't know. Like, just cringy yeah. fucking pre-match crap that oh, they've the got. The whole thing's just pure cringe, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, you know, um, that Guardiola song oh, they played, the Gladiola, it's just... Oh, pure it's fucking, fucking cringe that they played that. Yeah, it's just like, um, 
not a pleasant experience. The uh, whole fair... city match experience is just grim now. It's so fucking manufactured and shit. Yeah. And like the prick announcing the substitutions, the fucking shit that. And, and why is it so loud? Yeah, you know, it yeah. comes across like so loud. It's like you know, we can't just say, "Oh, and uh, coming on for City is blah blah blah." Going off is Jack Grealish. He's like, "Going off is number ten, Super Jack Grealish scored the fourth <laughs> goal." Like, fuck off, fucking hell. That's oh. that's not your job, you fucking prick. Just fucking yeah. say who's coming on and who's coming off. But it's just all I never, like, th- I never thought thing, uh, anyone would make me appreciate Peter McDowell. To be honest yeah. with you, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, shitty. That I mean, fair play to Fiona for sitting amongst that. Uh, whether she stayed till the end or not, I don't know. But um, I wouldn't I blame her if she fucking good shower afterwards. Yeah, like, get that uh, stench off it. Absolutely, yeah. Stench. And we've got a uh, Chelsea Tuesday. Probably be the same shite going on down there as well. Yeah. Ugh. I'm not even I was going to say like should we preview the Chelsea game but do you actually give a shit I I fucking don't even want to think about it I'll watch it obviously and then we'll talk about it afterwards but I'm not going to waste any time thinking about what we should do what might happen you know I'm not expecting anything good it's away from home Chelsea is shit we're probably worse at the moment so Chelsea are just like you know. Even Everton got a draw at Chelsea yeah. the other week. They they've got all their eggs in the Champions League basket now, haven't they? That's their season, mm. kind of thing. So you know, realistically, we should be going there to win, as you said. They're not very good, but neither are we. So it's sort of I, I don't know what to expect. Um, probably a narrow loss will be my ex- um, my guess, but. Yeah. You know, hopefully I'm wrong, but I think we might sneak a draw just because they're not very good either. Yeah, yeah. But Quite more good. likely, a defeat is more likely than a win. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but you know, you're looking at positives in the season now, and I'm just looking at the results for Bournemouth to beat Fulham, which is good. <laughs> you know, our seasons comes down to uh, Everton. Uh, yeah, I mean, not even because you'd be looking at that and going, "Well, yeah, Fulham are rivals with us," and that you know, in the team. I don't care. And, uh, that's <laughs> I don't it. Give a shit if about we're not that. finishing top four, I hope we finish eighth because I don't want to be in that conference yeah, league. I don't want to be in that either. And and my main focus is just like I want teams at the bottom to win. Yeah, yeah. So Bournemouth, what we're one 0 down, but now they're winning two one. So that's a good. Yeah, um, Forest and Wolves are drawing, so I don't know what that, that does to the table. Um, yeah, but just let the teams at the bottom pick up points. Um, and then Spurs will shit it on, on oh, Monday. 1-0. On. 1-0 from set piece. N- yeah. Nailed on. Yeah. Absolutely. Spurs will have loads of possession, miss a few chances, but just... Harry Kane will pick it. one of those rare moments where he misses a penalty. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, the, way, the way the season's going, yeah, wouldn't be surprised, mate, sadly. Well, hopefully it's all moot if they just take points off them anyway. Yeah. That yeah. might actually be even better. Let them win enough games to stay up and then say, nope. And they go down by one point, that'll be, uh, or even on goal difference, that'll do me, yeah. Because the deduct the points, but uh, if it's if just they finish like, like how many points are deduct? I just see. Well, how many are they safe by? If they stay up by four points, I'll be like, yep, yeah, it's a five point deduction for that. <laughs> if they stay up by ten points, like, yeah, well, I'm afraid that's an eleven point deduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's what that's what we're uh, reduced to this yeah. time last year. We're flying for four trophies, and uh, and then twelve months later, it's like all on Everton to just. Uh, give us a bit of joy in this yeah, horrific season yeah yeah literally all we've got left because we're not getting fourth and i don't give a shit about like fifth sixth i'm not asked i don't want i'd rather not be in europe if we're not mm. in the champions league i'd just rather not be in it concentrate on like getting our form back without having to do the fucking thursday sunday thursday, shit. Yeah, yeah yeah just a complete reset concentrate on the league get ourselves back looking like us again if that's mm. possible which who knows I just don't even know anymore. You just see like gutless, lifeless performances like that. Shambolic even. I mean, it was so easy for City. Guardiola saying it's like the best they've played in his seven years at City. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> These were all right. You were like decent, but nothing special. We were just fucking shit. Like yeah. if you go back to us being like pre-shit, we'd, be, we'd fucking beat that City team today comfortably. Can't argue with that, mate. But not this version of us, this shit version of us. No, no, it's uh, but yeah, it's it's one of I just hope it is one of them long term. You're never as far away as you think. Yeah. Um, but that that's all you can hope for, isn't it? I mean, 
Oh, you look how shambolic Arsenal were last season. Yeah. United to a, to a degree as well, or even more so. How shambolic United were a few weeks ago. Well, exactly. Yeah. Seems like a lifetime ago now. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. So it's uh, hopefully good pre-season. That, that's what I'm banking on now. Just get the seasons on. Whatever happens, happens, and then. Um, just see what happens in the summer, see who moves on and who comes in, whether yeah. it's enough, hopefully it is. Uh, fuck it, let's just end it there, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, so we'll be back after Chelsea. Um, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon.